Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem? I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. <laughs> Welcome to We're in Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Well, great, great. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. All right. It's less hostile than you said it earlier. It's true. I was a little aggressive. Yeah. One of these days I'm going to begin a podcast like that and not tell you and surprise you again. Good. Not this one, though, because you would have seen it coming. The moment's passed. It has. It's We've, we've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of time and past things, the year is 2022. It is. All right. Well, we're going to tell you a story from... The 1920s. Good. All right. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was Tennessee, New Trace Creek, in the town of White Bluff, Tennessee, in the hollows. Or hollers, if you will. You know. Hollows. Hollers. Yeah. Down in the hollers, if you will, where one man set out to build a cabin for his wife and seven children. A family of nine. It's a good-sized family. It is. It's a decent chunk of people. Yeah. Um, husband and wife enjoyed each other's company. That's that's a good they thing. Did. It is a beautiful thing. It's a good start to a relationship right there. Yeah, I they like enjoy you. each other. Yeah, I like you. You like me. Yeah. Let's have a. Want to have a family? Or, you know, well, seven kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hope that's how it began. Yeah. Want to have seven kids? Yes. Hmm. All right. Let's do it. All right. It's quite a regiment. You have to get through. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they lived in the hollers. Of course, a hollow is, again, the area between two mountains. So original dialect leads it to be called a holler. And then, of course, there's also popular folklore, which claims that instead of just it being, you know, the accent, hollow, holler, um, because people may holler across the mountains from side to side either way mm-hmm. it's a valley in between the mountains yep now within this holler is where this man built his cabin he was happy good his family was happy that's good too until it started that's not good <laughs> seems ominous right yeah. seems not great yeah. doesn't seem great no 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 and what started well the howling the hollering. The hollering. This thing's this is something a hollering out there. Yeah. All right. Howling though. That's yeah. not good. No. There may be a few other terms you could call the howling. Shrieking. Probably okay. not probably not good. No. Shrieking's Scre- not good either. No, no. Screaming? How do you feel about screaming? That's probably the worst one. Do you like screaming from outside your house? Do I personally? Yeah. Personally you Sometimes. very very personal question. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you feel about screaming, shrieking, or howling at all hours of the night? Not probably great. Trying to go to bed when your serene wilderness that surrounds your cabin is shattered. 
by ear piercing carnage. Yeah, that's probably not great. I don't think I would like that. No, still probably in the bad category. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this man, his family, tried valiantly to ignore it. Again, the howling. The Do you hear that? The screaming, yeah. The screaming? No, I don't no. hear it. <laughs> All right, good night, honey. Yeah. All right. He tucks in office. You really don't kids. hear that. Yeah, it's like, no, daddy, I don't hear a thing. <laughs> Two of his seven kids are just crying. <laughs> you don't hear that, do you? No, dad. There's nothing outside, right? No, father. Yeah. That's right. It's totally quiet out there, right? Outside. Yeah. No, dad. It's fine. Don't hear a thing. Yeah. All right. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Well, you can imagine how this might play out. Um, because the restful nights would become few and far between. Now... There's been certain things going on in Canada where people haven't been able to sleep. I'm not going to get into it. But the point is you've seen people like snapping on people because it's been w- days, weeks of not being able to rest. Yeah. You start to crack. Mm-hmm. This happened to that family. They started to crack. Okay. It's not good. Have you not slept for many days? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the, how the longest I've gone without sleep. Maybe two days. Maybe only two days. I mean, I've definitely stayed... I've definitely gone two days without sleeping. Yeah. I would say it was okay. Yeah, but like not longer, right? Like it's. I've never gone more than two days. Yeah, two days stretch, and it's like I'm out, conk. Yeah. I'm done. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine the times that when I had it was, you know, some cross country travels where like I didn't, I would, I would like maybe nap though. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it's not sleeping. It wouldn't be a deep sleep. It may be like two or three hours. Uh, but that counts as sleeping though. Yeah, I mean, I, that still helps. Yeah, I've done like long bouts of driving across the country without sleeping, which is probably super safe. Yeah, very fine. Or like yeah. staying at friends like when I was younger and just staying up all night instead of a youthful energy party time. Yeah. Party I time. don't need sleep. Two days later. No sleep till two days from now. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Break but, some sleep. But that, yeah, that's longest. Yeah. So even in the times where I haven't had a lot of sleep, I can I can empathize and picture just not like because I even I even actually you know not to I'm not a scientist you know this no but to interject a um one day I should be a demonologist and so should you but we're not scientists right um like when you sleep you know like spinal fluid washes over your brain did you see that by chance I just yeah just recently saw that yeah. so that's like interesting how it, it, it cleans out your your the, the gunk. Yeah, all the gunk. I mean, yeah. my mind is pretty filthy. So, you know, get that gunk out of there, man. Yeah. You got a gunky brain. Yeah, gunky. Yeah, that's a better word. Gunky. Yeah. Yeah, I'm suffering from a gunk brain. All right, <laughs> I got a gunk brain. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably guilty too. So the family wouldn't sleep though. So again, they started to break down. They started to crack. Annoyance, you know, at first turned to fear. The screaming outside isn't helping. Probably not. And then, of course, has anybody looked into that yet? Not yet. Are we're, we just again, ignoring we're it in still? The <laughs> phase. Yeah, we're in the stages of grief. We're just pretending it's not happening. Yeah, okay. we're, we're just barreling down, barreling by. We're just, just nah, we're not paying attention to any of this. And then, of course, you get annoyed. It's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe something's out there. Then you're kind of like scared. Like, what's happening? Do you think something's out there? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Like, what could it be? And then not knowing. Jesus. Makes you kind of scared. Yeah. And then not having any 
you know, recourse to address the situation, the fear would turn to helplessness. Their patience was all but eradicated. So we're like, like this is not a good description for this situation on an audio medium, but you know, they were like here, then they were here, and then they were here. Mm-hmm. It's good for all of our loyal it's, listeners. It's rising. Yeah, the yeah. frustrations. It's increasing. So the man, well, the man, decided he had to do something. Anything. So he's past ignoring it now. Yeah, now we've accepted it's a real problem and we have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to pose this question. I didn't pose this question in the episode because I was going to be like, what did he do? Well, I would pose the question to you. What would you do, perhaps, in this situation? I'd go try to figure out what was screaming. Yeah. Um, specific details of your plan. Like, when you're go, like, okay, so if you... if you First, f- I'm going to go outside and okay. look around. Good, good step A. I like it. Good. And then I'm going to go towards the sound. Okay, perfect. Would you happen to have a, um, perhaps, solution to this problem? Oh, a terminal one. Yeah, what would that Depending be? Depending on uh, how terrified I am. Yeah, well, again. Of this noise, because I don't really know outside of just screaming loud. Well, this also may be misremembering my story, but he, it's, he's a man with a wife and seven children who are losing their minds, leading to him lose his mind more. What would what would be your you know perhaps your tool to solve this problem with whatever it is? What Pro- year is it? Nineteen twenty. Yeah, we're in the uh, probably a shotgun. Yeah, you got a gun, man. <laughs> All right, so he grabbed his gun and set out to annihilate whatever was causing this madness. His family deserved sleep. I'm sure the man thought he was doing the forest a favor too. Because, again, what wild animal would like this? Yeah, I, I guess that's part of the... I'm just a little... Like, is it aggressive screaming? Is it something wounded screaming? Like, Any of those would apply. Any of those? Yeah. Oh. Wounded screaming, horrifying screaming. It sounds like, you know... So just screaming. Yeah, screaming. It sounds like... You could even say that... I'm just trying to think about where I mentioned things in this episode. But you could even consider, like, a human being just screaming. But, like... Terrifying screaming, almost but aggressive screaming, lot of screaming, like even like maybe even directional screaming, like it's coming, like it's it's very it's like like in screaming with intent. Okay, like causing terror. You could you could you could call you could call whatever is happening out there a terrorist because it is causing terror toward this family. Okay, although usually terrorism has a political um, objective. I don't know what. In the if this thing in the woods had a political objective, that's interesting to add to this episode. So who knows what it's trying to do? <laughs> is my point. Okay, um, it's just belligerent screaming. Correct. Yeah. So imagine being like another animal in the woods. It's oh. like God, shut up, man. Yeah. Like if you're like a you know any like a rabbit or like a bird. Yeah. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Well. Put a sock in it. It's not stopping it, yeah. I would love it, like a little blue jay. It's like, put a sock in it! Yeah. Sure. Well, the screams... God damn it. Literally, I explained to you what they sounded like in this next sentence. Isn't that funny? The screams were dreadful and sounded like the mix of a young girl and something far, far worse. So that's the kind of the dread I was trying to talk about, like the, the fear factor, the scariness, but like mixed with like a human, mm-hmm. like a feminine type, somebody in distress, but like 
very purposeful. Okay. His quest led him deeper and deeper into the woods. He tracked the screams for a while until they stopped. Moments later, they picked up again. Holding his problem solver. That's what I chose to call it. Yeah. He bolted towards the shrieks, which were increasing in volume and aggression. This time he heard multiple shrieks. He was gaining. Soon he would be on this troublesome beast and its pack of ne'er-do-wells because it sounded like there was a beast that acquired more beasts. It's not good. No, not good. As he got closer to the terrible sounds, he started recognizing familiar parts of the woods and soon realized that the screams were not resonating from the forest, but coming from inside his home. Well, that's not good. <laughs> Seems still bad. Yeah. It's still bad. And the chart of good to bad, still bad. It's getting worse, really. It's escalating, correct. Like, uh, yeah, the badness was here, and it was here, and now it's up to here. Yep. When he finally burst into his abode, he found his entire family ripped apart and their limbs scattered throughout. That's not good. He had a wife and seven children. It's a lot of limbs. His wife and kids were viciously obliterated. He waded through a sea of human remains. Hmm. This day is not going well for this guy. As far as like top 10 days goes easily, doesn't make the cut. No. Definitely, uh, definitely bottom tier day. Yeah. Definitely could have gone better. Yeah. yeah he's, he, yeah, he's, he's certainly, you know, experienced more fun uh, situations. Physically alive, but dead inside. The man shared his story with neighbors and anyone who would listen. Okay. Imagine you're at the bar and somebody tells you the story. Probably wouldn't react well. No. First, I would say, like, are you serious? And then, like, I would look into his face and be like, oh. Well, see, I'd, I'd play it cool. Okay, yeah, go ahead, yeah. And be like, wow, that's a bad time. And I'd be, like, thinking, this guy murdered his family. I need to try to get away from this guy <laughs> at some course, point. Yeah, he actually caused the problem. Yeah. He told me this weird story about screaming in the woods, and he went with his gun, and then he just came back, and all of a sudden, his entire family was dead. Yeah. Be like, well, okay. That, mm-hmm. Sure. This guy definitely murdered his family. I need to slowly work my way out of this conversation. Yes. Not make it seem obvious. No, just like so yeah. not trying to get murdered. Yeah. So how, you maybe try to bring somebody else into the conversation. Yeah. Like, hey, Jim. I don't know. This guy, guy. This guy heard the same thing you did in the woods. Here yeah, you go. The, what? <laughs> what? He's like, yes, I went into the woods with my problem solver. That is what I call my shotgun. Because like, interesting. You're like. I'm creeping away. Yep. Okay, I'm getting out of here. All right, you guys got a lot of catching up to do. I'm going to go use the bathroom. Yeah, and then, and then as, I leave. As you, <laughs> yeah, as you go to walk out the door, you hear the guy you roped into the conversation go, Oh, my God. <laughs> he just wears his emotions on his sleeve. Um, so, yeah. but So, he was telling anybody who would listen. They were talking, doing stuff. So, then you had started to spread. People in their heads were thinking about what? Again, you made the smart call. Like, this guy probably killed his family. I'm getting out of here. Yep. Everybody else was like, what was out there? What happened? Well, that led to, again, more fear. And then fear gripped this small Appalachian town. Over the next few nights, other people began hearing the same evil shrieks, the same screams. Well, that's not good. No, very bad. 
the same, you know, sounds of a young girl yelling mixed with something far, far worse. And the White Bluff Screamer was born. Hmm. So that's an entity. And ever since that uh, that fateful night and those fateful stories and that fateful, you know, terror-stricken town, um, people continue to report hearing the screamers' screams. Now, to this day, you can allegedly drive to the holler and state... Um, and state? Nah, that's not what I write. He's autocorrect. To this day, you can allegedly drive to the holler and stare upon what remains of the house. All that exists is its, you know, the house where the man lived, of course, is the foundation and the graves of those slain by the screamer. Now, that's a horrifying image to picture. Again, 1920s. A man digging the graves of eight people. Yeah. Everyone he loved, the closest to him. Mm-hmm. After not sleeping for days? Yeah, after not sleeping for days, being emotionally distraught. That's not good. So yeah, the uh, the White Bluff Screamer. Now, folklore of the area. Again, this story permeated from the 1920s onward, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, uh, you know, a Dickinson Post article entitled White Bluff Screamer Tops Local Story List that was written by Justin Spurlock, and that came out in 2021. Now, he interviewed, he, he retold, and part of the retelling I told there was from his retelling of the story, like what he heard as a kid, just, you know, local folklore. Again, in my head, I compared this to, again, I didn't hear it as a child. Perhaps if I was more connected, I would have. Like the local and inaugural episode of the show, you know, Seamus Bearhands O'Houlihan. Yeah. A word like local legend. Yeah. It's very local for us, but it's it's like so pinpoint. nonsense for everybody else. Correct, so pinpoint yeah. local, and just to anybody who you know had not um, joined the show and then jumped back to the very first episode. Which congratulations to you because that's quite a treat. It's definitely changed. It's definitely escalated into better ways, I would hope. Um, but yeah, that story is about a a man who was working, Irish man named Seamus, who was working on the Ironham um, Canal, which is a very local. Um, landmark in the area mm-hmm. and uh, his hands were crushed while working on the canal but perhaps a boulder and people took him to be saved they found um, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead <laughs> they found a drunk doctor who used bare hands to fix his hands again very local <laughs> to the region bears yep. so he, he just happened nope. to have them Thank God I have these in this jar over here. I was just waiting for the opportunity. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's but, a fun story. But it's a f- yeah. Might only be told in one hayride. Might even just be nothing more than that. Yep. Perhaps we've inflated it to degrees that are unreasonable. Could be. But I'm okay with that. So he heard this story, you know, Justin uh, Spurlock, the writer of this article, um, you know, in his youth. So it was it went around the town like it was just something you knew about. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. perhaps even a more local. Um, legend would be around here how there was always stories of like witches and stuff um, in like the cornfields around here or satanic cults around a certain cemetery yep. that I did hear as a kid yep. a lot so something like that I'm sure whatever town you live in you had your own version of this um, you know very local you know folklore type urban legends urban stuff. Legend, non- yeah. legend nonsense right um, so in his article he mentions he interviewed a few people who you know would kind of tell similar things. Um, Tony England said there is no records or proof that any family was killed by the screamer. Um, this also made me think about like, you know, melonhead stuff. You know what I mean? Like 
mm-hmm. out in the woods. It's always been this cabin. There was some guy doing experiments. Again, just local folklore. Yeah. Um, but there has always been sounds. Now, the article didn't specify, but Edward England Jr., which I feel might be related to Tony England if they're in the same article. Maybe. It feels like a good I don't want to make any summation. Eh, I don't want to make any weird leaps, but that could be possible. Now, he would say that he imagined the creature. Again, this is just what he imagined the creature would be, but it's going to be our first like descriptive words to latch on to as far as the story goes. Um, quote, a large cat-like animal. But there's no concrete description of this monster. Um, the reason why he believes this is because um, after possibly encountering the beast, Edward spotted large cat-like prints. Okay. All right. From the article, uh, Edward recants his brush with the screamer in the 70s. That's when he was a child. 70s. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about it last episode. Nice bracket of time for monsters. Yeah. There should be a whole thesis about it that, you know, I might write. Got a lot of facts. Like what was what was going on in the seventies? Is my point. I don't know. Nothing else to do. I don't know. The article didn't specify a year, but I figure. I mean, it might as well have been seventy two or seventy three. Those are the good ones. All right. From that article, um, quote: Well, on a family camping trip near the creek with his father, mother, and sisters, um, they all heard a strange sound in the woods. Something got closer to them and was behind a tree only a few feet away. They were all so frightened that they got in their truck and drove home, leaving their gear behind. And then you saw the footprints. Interesting, right? Yeah. So, is the screamer some sort of cat? Maybe. Um, perhaps uh, Perhaps a vicious cousin of the wampus? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been down that road before. Yep. Uh, with the South and you know, wild supernatural cat attacks, cat creatures. Yeah. That's a common thing down there. Mm-hmm. Evidently. Um, or is Com- he common enough that we've talked about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, made the cut. Or is he something else? Something more? Now, how much do you trust stories that we randomly find on the internet? Uh, more than I should probably. Yeah, a scale of one to ten. What do you think? Eleven, twelve? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Both. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah. All right. So from American Ghost Stories, um, dot com or dot org, Google, figure it out. I don't know. Just saying to anyone listening, just I thought it was maybe dot org, but I could be wrong. American Ghost Stories dot com. Again, it's a very professional program. Now. We're going to jump between summaries of the story, and I pull out a few passages that I think, you know, accentuate the issue. All right. Um, I couldn't find these stories on anywhere else. So, again, how much faith do you want to put in these? Well, I'm going to tell them to you anyways. Okay. You be the judge. All right. A hunter that resided on Taylortown Road had nabbed a beautiful buck and hung its carcass from a tree in his backyard and left its entrails in a nearby tub to deal with when he was less exhausted. He proceeded to relax by chilling on his front porch and gently playing his guitar. Relaxing. Relaxing, just kind of, you know, strumming. Mm -hmm. Caught a good buck, did the hunting thing, skinned it, took out its stuff, get it ready to, you know, be dealt with. 
Um, he was exhausted. He's tired. Yeah. Um, so in, and in the backyard, just to kind of set the tone, um, in the backyard, he kept his lovely dogs penned up. He's got a little pen full of doggies, hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. All right. So he strummed his guitar until a feeling of dread washed over him. You know, no crickets or frogs chirped as they had been chirping before this moment. All was silent until his two dogs came ripping around the corner. Now, knowing they had been locked up in a pen um, and dogs not having opposable thumbs, there was no way they could have escaped. Okay. At least he assumed. Well, here they are. Here they are. This is real stuff. So if there was, if the dogs devised an escape plan, what on earth could motivate them to do such a thing? Um, after they escaped, they proceeded to hide under the house, like a you know porch you can imagine. Um, but from what? Well, I'm going to read you a passage from the story. Quote: The streetlight illuminated a creature that was nearly as tall as the basketball goal. It had long, white, stringy hair. No sooner had he seen it than it let out a cry like a baby that grew in intensity. The hair on the back of his neck was standing on end. The scream was now a high pitch. The thing was after his dogs, and he was headed straight for him. The man was frozen in fear. He tried to move, but his body was as if he were paralyzed. The white creature was moving toward him slowly at first. Then his greatest fear was realized. The creature stopped and looked straight at him. At this point, he knew he didn't move. Oh, sorry. At this point, he knew if he didn't move, this thing would be on him in a matter of seconds. Hmm. That's not good. Still bad. He could hear the creature as it leaped for the porch. It apparently hit the railing and stumbled, giving him time to get to the door. He pushed the door open and rushed inside. He could hear the hooves strapping the wooden boards on the porch as the creature scrambled to get up. He was trying to close the door, but realized the rug was in the door, keeping it from closing. That's so frustrating. Yep. He kept pushing. The muscles in his body were trembling from the force he was using. All the while, the noise outside the door was getting closer. He took his foot and started pulling on the rug as he lessened the pressure he was putting on the door. He's fixing the rug is a major problem right now. Mm-hmm. He's making things way worse. Things were bad. This is making it extremely bad. Um, the door finally closed and he clicked the lock. Now, he had no more than turned the lock when the creature's claws started scraping against the wood. There was a small window in the top of the door. Again, it's a door. He looked to see the creature was looking back at him. It's obsessed. It's not good. Can't help but stare. And <clears throat> knows he's in there. He wants to see him. Yeah, I went out of that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not a fan. Yeah. The screams he heard were rattling the glass in every window. So imagine the shrieking we've just been discussing the entire episode just right outside the window. Not a fan. <laughs> nope. Not on team scream. The creature was trying to get in all night long. It paced back and forth across the porch, stopping at windows, slashing the screens with his claws. The white creature had hooves on its hind legs, which we established earlier, and stood upright and walked around. It could also walk on all fours, using its almost human-looking hands with razor-sharp uh, claws. 
Now, if you were to guess, I know I'm kind of putting you in the spot here. If this thing's eyes had a color and they were glowing, what color might they be? Red. They are definitely red because that's what always happens in every situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like orange or yellow, but those are all variations of like how a red eye could go. Yeah. You don't hear many glow blueing eyes. No. Glowing green eyes. Green eyes. I would... Have you a few times? I could see that. Yeah. I can believe it too. But red. Red's always a major factor. All right. So again about this man. Um, jumping back to kind of my summaries here. As his family slept, strangely undisturbed by the invasion, he sat, holding his rifle, presumably rocking back and forth or completely motionless. There's no in-between. Hmm. He's either frozen in fear or just, you know, you know, terror. Yeah. yeah. Coursing through his veins. Uh, so he kept doing either of those things until dawn. And then jumping back to the story, quote, he waited until the sun was up and went out with his rifle in hand to investigate. On the porch, he found pieces of the screens that had been ripped from the windows. Uh, His guitar was found unharmed. That's nice. Um, But he, uh, wow, oh no, I missed this part when I was reading it earlier. His guitar was found unharmed, but had a slimy substance on it as if the creature had picked it up and laid it aside. Oh my God. Now I wish like when he was in the house, he heard like it strumming the guitar outside. It's like, like it just playing it. Yeah. Just kind of picking at it. Hmm. What if he heard like a solo? That'd be wild. Yeah. In my head, I'm going to pretend he did hear a solo because that sounds more fun. But it's on the story. Upon further investigation, he saw hoof prints where the creature had entered his yard. So again, confirming the fact that he indeed had hooves. Um, the hoof prints led up to the deer that had been once hanging from the tree. So not anymore. The wash tub was later found deep in the woods, licked clean. Gross. Yeah, disgusting. The pen where his dogs had been kept had been ripped apart from the top. Now, he found where the animals had dug under the opposite side, barely making their escape from certain death. Now, he feels the smell of the deer in the tub of guts may have led the creature to his home. Hmm. That seems very believable. Sure. Right? Could be, yeah. And then um, back to my summations. If not for the deer hanging from the tree in the gut tub, it's it's a gut tub, um... The beast might have, you know, persisted in its attack. But again, would it have even been there if it wasn't for this gutted animal just like waiting to be eaten? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Right. His kids grew up and moved out, but the man still lives in the same house. Uh, Quote, that night always stays in his mind. He has not seen the creature now known as the white screamer again. Hmm. Again. A very descriptive story, and again, I just took out chunks. A very, a very um, well-written story. We have two very different things, though. We had cat feet in one and hooves in another. Exactly. These things are not the same. Mm-hmm. The same descriptions. And also, this was the only story I could find. It was a whole you know, American you know, ghoststories.com. There's a lot of different kinds of stories on there. There was a second story that was listed in that same link on that site. 
but halfway through the story, it just cut off before it even got to talking about the creature, and I couldn't find the rest of that story. So again, worth mentioning, but if you want to be a scientist about it, what is going on? Because this sounds a lot like a white thing. Yeah. From like, you know, the, uh, God, what's that place called? Shawnee. Um, that is a place. Um, what's the, uh, like the, the toxic zone or like the, what is that called? The, the specific, TNT area. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. It sounds like something. It's, I mean, it sounds like, like a goat squatch, I guess. Sheep squatch. That's what I meant to call it. <laughs> goat squatch. I was like, that's not a thing I've ever heard before. Uh, now, but other people, so yeah, we've, we've established, you know, like a cat-like creature, uh, this humanoid goat man creature. Um, other people speculate that this thing might just be a banshee. Um, Sounds a lot like a banshee. It definitely does. Right. It, it definitely does. It, at least. Uh-huh. Um, which, again, the uh, the Scottish and Irish immigrants who settled the area you know, would have brought that over from, you know, Ireland and Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um there's a little article I found here just about banshees. Again, you know, banshees, you know, again, Irish folklores. Um, appearing as early as the 8th century, um, the tradition of the banshee is usually a woman or a keener uh, singing a sorrowful song, you know, lamenting the death of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether or not, you know, whatever leads to someone becoming a banshee can be up for debate. You know, if they're sinners, um, if something, you know, maybe sometimes they just cry for as long as they can and then they just like metamorphosizes into a banshee of some sort. Um, you know, sometimes, of course, they just they accept liquor for payment from their singing. That's what this article says. I figured that was worth sure. mentioning. Yeah. Uh, imagine just hearing the shrieking in the woods. And like, Good job. Here's a bottle of booze. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was a banshee saying thank you. Um, thank you. According to the legend, um, again, they appear whenever, or they they look like. So again, we've discussed cat creatures, um, sheep squatch like entities. We could add into the mix, you know, pale women uh, with long red hair. That's a Scottish Irish part, but they don't always have to have that. I don't think. Um, and a lot of you know, silver dress, silver hair. Um, again, red or white eyes. Now. Uh, whenever it comes to the Banshee legends, the main consistent thing is the fact that they scream, but like it's the omen of death. Like death is coming. Right. Death yep. has happened. Death is here. It's here. Death. Death, death, death. Now, again, Banshees can be sort of a mixed bag because, again, friendly mi- reminder of death, you know, if they're coming... Um, or it could, you know, preparing you for death, as I was just kind of getting into. Um, but otherwise, quote, others describe a creature with a scream that can shatter the souls of the living. Not inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, and again, the brief passage that I just talked about doesn't really mention this because, like, they don't really, like, banshees aren't known for, like, the actual physical attack, usually. No, I think they're just a omen yeah. more than anything. Right. Like, if you hear it, you're done. Right. They are more doomsayers than doom doers. Yeah. Um, so, okay, if you want to consider 
this the uh, the White Bluff Screamer a Banshee. Either it's a really like screwed up, depraved, twisted corporeal banshee, something that really isn't a common occurrence, um, or the banshee screams because it knows a truly horrible creature stalks the area, and maybe it's warning people. Maybe it's a, a one-two combo. Maybe there's a beast in the woods that is doing these things and that the Banshee is aware of it and is trying to tell people to, like, bust or, out. Or it's her pet and she's feeding it. Or it's her pet and she's feeding it. I like that part. Mm-hmm. It's over there. What? Then breaks, That's why they scream at each other. Breaks these people's um, mental capacities for rational thought, getting them ready for the attack. I like that. I like that a lot. But yeah, so if if in fact, um, if the Banshee is not feeding its pet, which again, I like a lot, if it is a warning, um, what on earth could it be warning them from? What might that be? We'll get, on, we'll get to that later. Let's put that up there and just let it carry on. All right, so I mean, many legends are based in reality. A lot. Um, if we're being... Cynical or just, you know, looking at, quote-unquote, science. Um, Sometimes supernatural explanations for normal nature things um, that confuse or terrorize people, you know, get turned into legends. Um, We've talked about this before. You know, at at times, you know, real life... Oh, what? Good sentence, Nick. Anyways. um, Okay. So if these screams are really happening in the woods... Mm Mm-hmm. They exist. People are hearing them. They've concocted different stories, perhaps of hoof men, if we just believe it as a story. Um, again, connecting it with a TNT area, cat-like creatures because you heard screams and saw cat in the cat prints in the woods, which I mean is a place you could see big cat prints. That could happen, or um, you know anything. Like if you're hearing these screams, what real life things could in fact hear these screams? Now we've done this before, kind of sorta, but I always like revisiting it. Now, would you like to hear some, you know, just a couple of real life animal shrieks? Again, there's always some go tos, which is sure. what we're, we're going to do this one first. I think these the first, fox. Yeah, the fox foxes is, are terrifying. Absolutely. The fox is one. Absolutely. First, we're going to address the we're going to show you, you know, we're going to show you we're going to play you some coyote screams. OK, mm-hmm. just again to remind us of how this goes. I'm going to hold it as close as I can to the microphone. Hopefully it picks up what we need it to. Going to town. It's having a bad time. It's not great. Actually, it's probably having a fun time. It's like, I love this. Yeah. Hello, babe. Yeah. There it was. I like the the, the pause for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's terrifying. It's not good. It's almost done. And it's like, it's just a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It's focused. There it is. <laughs> there it goes. Okay. Oh, one last one for the road. All right, beautiful. Coyote scream. Wow, that's not a coyote. Huh. Yeah, wow. Okay. So imagine hearing that nonstop, not stopping. That could drive you nuts. All right. And then next up, the fox. 
the yeah. red fox. And these things are wild. Back that up a little bit. Oh, probably too loud? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here. We can cut that out and put it back. I mean, it's pretty similar to the coyote. Yeah, it's too. pretty close, right? Yeah. And then the other one will do um, bobcat. Yeah, the bobcats and cougars are terrifying, too. They're all terrifying when they're on a roll. It's getting ready. It's coming. He's pumping himself up. He's like, yeah, get ready. Let's do it. Let it go. Oh. That sounds like a banshee. Right? Yeah. Someone's dying. Mm-hmm. Got a nice babbling brook going on there. And that's just horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I listened enough to get... Um, oh, my God. I'm scared right now. <laughs> what was that bell? It's just a the little subscribe icon popped up. <laughs> the, ding! The Bobcat's cell phone went off. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrifying. Yeah. That's a demon. It's almost done. Getting hyped. Got to get It's like the same noise yeah. that they all make. It's the intro. Yeah, it's just this weird scream. Could be any one of these things. Mm-hmm. That growl freaks me out. All right, get the idea. You're being terrorized. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah, that's not great. No. All right. Well, possible real life explanations for the uh, the white bluff screamer again. Animals that exist in the woods, and again, in a similar vein of people thinking they see the Mothman when it might just be a bird, maybe. People just don't know what's out there. Yeah. They're too used to, again, the human society we've built for ourselves that removes us from the nature. So when the nature comes into our vicinity, this can be scary. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go back to the original story, and again, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to poo-poo it and say it's just a story and that eight people weren't murdered. Um, but still, none of this explains, you know, the brutality um, of what happened to the young man's family. If, in fact, that was ever true. I mean, possibly not true. Um, so, again, what if I was to tell you there might be another explanation for what the uh, the White Bluff Screamer is? Um, again, if the way of the Banshee is just a warning and the Banshee does not have a pet, it is feeding. Um, what is the Banshee warning anyone of? 
uh, I could mention, you know, what if I told you there was a, uh, whatever this could be, is in fact a topic all its own. Something could be in these woods causing all sorts of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, that is linked to a much larger legend of the area in of uh, White Bluff, Tennessee. Well, I'm going to tell you there is something like that, but... Um, much like the, uh, the our previous episode of the Chupacabra could have exploded into many more things, mm-hmm. this is about to explode into a separate topic that we're going to put a pin in that I'm not going to address tonight. Okay. So we can consider it like a, uh, consider it like a pre- precursor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that story is, again, is uh, to be continued. But as far as to wrap this up, that was the story of the local Tennessee legend of the uh, White Bluff Screamer. Good. Good stuff. Yeah. Something out there in the woods. Screaming again, you could hear any one of these creatures. Imagine it's a beast, or in fact, what if it is a beast? Well, that would be fun and, of course, horrifying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, White Bluff Screamer came across. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty and, scary. Yeah, I mean, not not great. And again, any uh, one of those sounds I just played. Oh, well, then I forgot about this one. This is a good epilogue for fun. For fun, do you want to hear um, the sound of a bobcat attacking a coyote? Yes. Just for fun? I figured it was, you know, I'm glad I forgot about it until it's right here, even though it's listed right in front of my article. And afterwards, I'll play you the video. It's just funny. There's a, like a bobcat sitting in the woods, or in an open field, hiding. And like a coyote is just like walking, like literally like right up to him. Doesn't see a thing, and then Bobcat comes. Huh. Ah, at the end, this is funny. Bobcat comes at him, he runs away, and that's the end of that story. Yep. But perhaps those sounds were happening in the house where eight people were murdered. Maybe. Maybe. With no proof of anything yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. White Bluff Screamer, scary guy. And all I could think about was Sheep Squatch, too, because that, that's what that was. But the fact that they make it, they, they stress in that little story right up that, of course, they only found on you know, one website, that this is what is the White Bluff Screamer. I'm like, okay, if you think that's what this is, fine, we'll throw it in here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Wow. It's colder out. I haven't heard any coyotes outside of my house lately tearing anything apart. Uh, It's been a little while for me, too. Uh, Well, I hope they're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, if you have seen a white bluff screamer that looks different than a cat creature, a sheep squatch creature, or a literal banshee, you can email us at weirdandfearpodcast at gmail.com and uh, follow us on the socials. Instagram is the main social, um, patreon.com slash weirdandfeared. You can support us on there. And if you want to leave us a voice message about your encounter, it's always anchor.fm slash weirdandfeared. That's uh, yeah. a platform that allows this podcast to exist. Sure does. All right, guys. Well, hunker down. Hopefully your lives aren't super noisy. Ah, stay spooky. Stay spooky.